brewed in the Northwest, guaranteed fresh. It's the morning blend on the bridge between your faith and everyday life. Mater Day Radio. And a very good Tuesday morning to you. February 27th, 7 a.m. Brenda, Pat, and Eric all joining you today on the Morning Blend. Thank you so much for tuning in on a much calmer Tuesday morning. Good morning, Pat. No snow out there today. Yeah, I, I just look, no snow. No snow out there today. I, but yesterday, we were caught off guard <laughs> because we came in, there was no snow. And then when we came on the air, there it was. So, But today, uh, it look, looks dry, actually. So that right. might that will probably change through the day today. We're expecting more weather, we'll say, more precipitation. But it is not cold enough if any falls down we might see it again tomorrow i think that it from what i was reading in the news it seemed like last night overnight hours was more likely to have snow it may have snowed overnight i would not have known because i slept like a baby last night i did not wake for anything oh well i think we did get a little snow up on top of the hill okay. we have our satellite dish up there at the very top of sylvan hill and it seemed to be cutting in and out a few times when sometimes when the snow accumulates in the dish that happens so I, I guess we did get snow, but uh, it's uh, goodness knows yeah. it's melted long ago. Absolutely. Yeah. Traffic is moving up here on 26. So there is no worries at all about getting to work this morning, except for the fact that you cannot forget your coffee this morning. Mm-hmm. Now, this morning, I left the house today with on my mind to stop by and get a coffee on my way in because I usually set it the night before and I forgot last night. So when I was packing up all my things, I went, ah, I didn't set the coffee to make coffee today. So I went, all right, I'm going to head up the hill. Uh, There's a a coffee shop at Starbucks just right here. I'm just going to run in, get a quick cup of coffee and head into work. And I am a creature of habit. Right. I did the same <laughs> things forgot. every way. And I it was on my mind to go get coffee. And the first the funny thing is, I don't drink coffee like as I'm driving along. It's not until I get to the stoplight up by the fire station. For whatever reason, that's when I reach down and grab my coffee and take my first drink. That just happens uh-huh. to be it. So coming up the hill. Went right by the coffee shop, got to the stoplight, went to grab my coffee. And that's when I realized Oh, no. I don't have any coffee. There is no coffee. (laughs) Man. And and we're the ones who suffer. And that's right. That's right. And so uh, I sent both of you out this morning to make sure that I had coffee. And and one got cream, one got... No. I I did come in this morning, so coffee is ready. But look at... I I have the morning blend morning blend, yeah. We need to get more of those. Remember those those coffee cups? Yeah, yeah. I really like this. So modern day radio morning blend on the other side. I don't know. A A little morning blend swag. (laughs) I like it. So anyways, all is good. All is good. It's better than good. uh, You're right. It is better than good because my Lenten book came in Uh the mail. He leadeth me. Uh Miriam Marston had mentioned that's what she was reading. And I heard from a few people that said, outstanding book so i got that that's right Uh father walter chiswick yeah it's a it's an incredible story i haven't read the book myself but last year and the year before that i've heard so many great things about his story and his missionary work to the soviet union at the time and the witness of faith that he was after he was then thrown in prison and then finally sent back to the united states after a 
grueling time that he was in a Siberian gulag. Well, you don't have to okay, read Okay, now, now I was just about to say, I know the story now. I don't need to read it. Uh, I will uh, d- never trust the cliff notes. Never trust the cliff notes. So. Oh, I learned that the hard way. <laughs> That's yeah. right. And then, uh, and then hopefully by the end of the day, Pat, though, all will be once again good in the kingdom at my house. The dishwasher repairman is supposed to be at my door Hooray! this afternoon. Oh, so wonderful. we'll see. Every we've been hand washing dishes and using oh, a lot of paper thing. plates. I know it's my poor little fingers. That was just... my very first job, Brenda. I was a dishwasher. <laughs> dishwasher yes, in your own yes, kitchen. A uh-huh. uh, low paying job, wasn't it? I, I actually loved it. I had a great time washing dishes, and I was a busboy. And uh, yeah, I, it, you know, I think back to those days, and I was saving up money to get my first car, and and then and then I discovered radio, and I realized. Hmm, radio, washing dishes. You, you went with radio. I, went I, with I radio. see. Radio. Well, we are thankful for that decision. So, uh, but you know what? This morning has already started off so well. So, how can it possibly, you know, be be bad? I well, how can it get better? I know how it can get how? better. Parish of the week. Oh, that's coming up. We got a new one. Sarah Kinsey will be here, and that that just makes the morning better right there. But we've got our new parish of the week. Uh, Hats off to the folks in Cottage Grove, Father John Boyle and his team down there at Our Lady of Perpetual Help and uh, their mission, St. Philip Benizi in Cresswell. They were our previous parish of the week, so they've got another hour to bask in that glow. Okay. But at 840, we've got the new parish of the week that we'll be announcing. Oh, I'm excited to hear who this is. Is and mm-hmm. we got a great show ahead for you. What else do you got coming up? We'll have an update on Pope Francis. Looks like he is on the mend, and uh, we're happy to hear that because uh, he had a little bit of a rough weekend with the flu. But it looks like he's moving beyond that, and perhaps a peace deal in the Middle East, which I know everybody has been praying for. So some good news on that front. And a powerhouse of voices is lending their support to the new Cabrini movie. It is set to come out on March 7th and already... Critics giving it a 94% review. That is a big, big thumbs up. So I'll be talking about that and where you're going to be able to see it. It's not going to be too hard, actually. I saw a preview for that this weekend. Wow. It looks powerful. The actress who has the lead, incredible. Oh, wow. I, I can't wait to see it. Yep, we're yeah. going to be talking so I'm gonna, about I'm that. I'm going to take notes on, on where I can go watch it. All right. Well, <laughs> we better get the show started so I can tell you where. Let's roll. All right. Here is Julie Hoy and Green Light. We are the Morning Blend right here at Mater Day Radio, the bridge between your faith and everyday life. Lord will lead me now 
in everyday life. We have got green lights all the way through this Tuesday morning. That is city council member and great singer Julie Hoy from Salem. Yeah, she serves on the Salem City Council. How about that? How about it? Maybe one of the most talented members of the council. She's a busy there. lady. <laughs> she sure is. 710, it's the Morning Blend with Brenda Pat and Engineer Eric. Glad to have you with us as we cruise through those green lights. And up ahead, we are going to check in with Michael Davis for the latest on social awareness going on around the Portland area and we've got a check of that weather forecast don't think there's any snow in it but lots of rain that's next at Mater Day Radio support for Mater Day Radio comes from our leadership circle members including Best Buy in Town Landscape Supply since 1984 Best Buy in Town has been supplying the area with landscape products and services including bark dust blowing rock soil sod and recycler of yard debris Located at 2200 Cornelius Pass Road in Hillsboro. Online at bestbybark.com or 503-645-6665. Join Mater Day Radio and Holy Cross Priest Father Jim Gallagher in prayer with the morning offering. In the name of the Father, and of the Son, and of the Holy Spirit. Amen. O Jesus, through the Immaculate Heart of Mary, I offer you my prayers, works, joys, and sufferings of this day for all the intentions of your sacred heart in union with the holy sacrifice of the Mass throughout the world in reparation for sin, for the intentions of all my friends and associates, and in particular for the intentions of the Holy Father. Amen. In the name of the Father, and of the Son, and of the Holy Spirit. Amen. For more prayer resources and to let us know how we can pray for your intentions, please visit MaterDayRadio.com. 
Grow closer to the Lord through Monterey Radio's Lenten Challenge. Between now and Easter Sunday, resolve to listen to our dynamic Catholic programming more frequently. If you already listen for an hour a day, make it two. Listening for two hours, make it three. Whatever length you spend listening to Monterey Radio and the Hail Mary Media app, increase that time throughout the Lenten season. The results might surprise you. Not only do we bring you the best of local and national Catholic shows, Monterey Radio is also teaming up with Ave Maria Press this Lent to bring you the dynamic series Made for Heaven. Join Father Augustino Torres on a multimedia journey inspired by St. Francis. Free your heart from the desert of sin and open it up to love for others in the glory of Easter. You are made for heaven. So grow closer to Christ and take the Lenten challenge now on the Hail Mary Media app and Monterey Radio, leading souls to Jesus through the Blessed Virgin Mary. 712 here at Monterey Radio, high of 45, low of 42 today, 90% chance of precipitation. Snow level goes back up to 1,900 feet, so no snow for the valley floor today. The big story, though, winter weather advisory in the Cascade and Coast Ranges, they're going to get heavy snowfall, especially on Wednesday night. So if you're going through the passes, do be careful and plan ahead. Currently, it is a chilly 36 degrees at Our Lady of Lords Catholic Church in Vancouver. And 35 at St. Clair Catholic Church in Portland. Well, it is time once again to have a common sense discussion on social justice. In his new series, Michael has been talking about Reverend Navarum and Leo XIII, and he bounces off that one and jumps ahead 40 years to the next encyclical and joins that to his recent discussions. Michael, thanks so much for joining us today. Yes, thank you, Brenda. It's always a pleasure to be here. So remind our listeners, just kind of recap what it was that you were covering with Pope Leo's encyclical. So Pope Leo XIII, of course, had uh, the encyclical he released in 1891, Rerum Novarum, which deals with all these unjust working conditions uh, for the labor class during the height of the Industrial Revolution. All right. And in our previous discussions, we had also talked about how Pope Leo was very specific about that men should be doing the roles of men in society and that Mm -hmm. women, we should be working and doing our roles in society. It feels like that is a discussion that we have continued to argue and argue and argue Mm -hmm. ever since then. But then bouncing off of that encyclical, Pope Pius XI, he wrote 40 years later more about this. So tell us about this new series that you're entering into. Yes. So 40 years to the day, uh, Pope Pius XI uh, introduces Quadragesimo Anno, which means 40th year. And what had happened is Pope Leo XIII, first of all, used archaic 1800s language. So Pope Pius XI wanted to update some of that language. But He also wanted to show the positive benefits because a lot of Catholics put into practice Rerum Novarum. So some amazing benefits came out of that. But some of the fears that Pope Leo XIII had sort of in his head, Pope Pius XI saw them in real time. So he feared socialism. Well, 1931, you've got Hitler, you've got Mussolini, you've got, you know, the Russian Revolution. You've got all these things that came about, but there was a new threat on the horizon that was unfettered capitalism because in 1931 you're two years into the uh, great depression so what pope leo the 13th envisioned 
you know, or saw was these pockets of poverty in the working class. However, Pope Pius XI now sees worldwide poverty due to the collapse of all of the uh, economies around the world, or stock markets at least. And so uh, he realizes, man, I got to speak to these because now we've got the new threat of capitalism on top of the other threats. So, Michael, look, the Pope looking from his vantage point, you know, what the past has shown us, especially within the church, what our roles are within the church as the community, and then what's happening with this unfettered capitalism. So does that mean that, you know, looking at what the Pope's had to say and through these encyclicals that capitalism, the way that we use it is wrong or the way that it just naturally sets up working communities uh, for businesses and industry, that it's twisting how capitalism is meant to work? Yeah, it's a great question. Uh, I love how the Pope Pius XI, instead of dealing with a specific thing, such as a how-to or a technique, he deals with God's moral law. So in part two, we see in paragraph 41 and 42, where he says, let's remember why we're really here on earth. We're here to return to God. God is our goal. Becoming a saint is our goal. Loving one another, serving one another, whatever. So he says, whatever economic system you put in place, it has to be used for that goal. So if it is capitalism or socialism or whatever, that economy has to serve the purpose of me loving my neighbor, tending to my neighbor's needs of serving the poor and needy, whatever it is. It's not about making money. That's temporal. And Pope Pius XI, I mean, lays us out flat in these paragraphs and says, it is not. We are not here to make money. We are here to love God and love our neighbor and to get to heaven. So he doesn't name an economic system uh, that we should have so much as he says, any economic system we have is for those saintly purposes. So can capitalism help us become that sure capitalism has freedom built into it and so certainly we could say with capitalism we can use that freedom to make money so we can serve our neighbor okay or the poor needy or with socialism if we have holy people in government then we can come together as a community and build a just society in that but what happens we always end up with unholy people and power in all these economies yeah Michael Davis is joining us this morning as we are having a common sense discussion on social justice. Well, obviously, you just said those in power are whatever side of the aisle you want. We see injustices going on throughout. And of course, that's going to be a big discussion in this election year. And these popes were not the only ones to talk about it. And in your next series, as you continue to talk about workers' rights, just wage, and then the economy and capitalism and the way that that is meant to be used to better everyone and especially focus on the poor. You said John Paul II, 100 years later, had more to say about it. Kind of give us a little bit of a preview of what we've got to look forward to. Yeah, so an upcoming series is the uh, church's role and the church's authority in the world and what the church's boundaries are as well in the world. Uh, Again, he reiterates private property, but updates some thoughts on that. Talks about just wages again, unions, the right to form unions, how that can happen. So he's really 
clarifying and bringing up to date. And the one thing listeners have to look forward to is the 39 paragraph introduction of this encyclical that Pope Pius XI gives. Wow. That's a long introduction (laughs) indeed. And again, obviously such an important discussion that it would require such detail to enter into this discussion. Yes, Michael, I am so very glad that you are the person to help break that open for all of us. Remind our listeners where to find your podcast, Common Sense on Social Justice. At materdayradio.com or on the Hail Mary media app. Absolutely perfect. Those are standalone podcasts that you are going to find and be sure to find all of Michael's past episodes. They are archived there again at materdayradio.com and the Hail Mary media app. 720 at Monterey Radio, the bridge between your faith and everyday life. And Brenda, yesterday I got contacted by somebody who asked for our prayers. This happens Mm. all the time. Mm -hmm. But what's so cool about it is I can say, hey, not only can I pray for you, I can get all our prayer warriors to pray for your intention too. And we want to pray for you. It's a great thing we do here. How many radio stations out there pray for you, huh? Can't uh-huh. think of too Can't many. Can't think of too many. But we're here to pray for you. It's Matre Radio's prayer hotline. And to get involved, share your prayer intention, matredayradio.com. Just look for that pray button. Click on that. You can fill that out or the Hail Mary Media app, or you can give us a call as well. We've got our prayer hotline, and then our prayer warriors take it from there. They go right into prayer. They're all over the state of Oregon and southwest Washington praying for you. It's just one of the great things we do to help you get a little bit closer to our Lord through the Blessed Virgin Mary here at Mater Dei Radio. Support for Mater Dei Radio comes from our Leadership Circle members, including Dr. Mark Bianco Family Dentist. Dr. Bianco practices family dentistry in the neighborhood of 122nd Avenue and Stark Street in Southeast Portland. Dr. Bianco Family Dentist, online at biancodentistry.com or 503-252-1722. That's 503-252-1722. The Catholic Encyclopedia is online under newadvent.org. It is an excellent resource covering just about all aspects of faith and history and the people of the church. In it, the virtue of temperance is described as a control of our appetites. With less demands on our human nature, whether food or drink or bad habits, whether lust or laziness, we can stay more focused on God. Humility tempers what pride damages in our lives. Paul often wrote of running the good race. The great athlete trains for the race with a focused self-discipline to practice daily, to keep in shape, to avoid unhealthy things, with exercises to strengthen and prepare us. Not only will our prayers bring us closer to God, but an attitude of temperance, avoiding excesses, keeps us on the path towards God. This is Michael Chisandi with a bit of Catholic encouragement. Support for Matre Day Radio comes from our Leadership Circle members, including the Jade Bistro and Patisserie, located on Southeast 13th in Portland's Selwood neighborhood. The Jade Bistro is family-run, serving Vietnamese and Thai cuisine with influences from France and Laos. French pastries are available daily, open Monday through Saturday, 11 a.m. to 9 p.m. Information can be found online at jadeportland.com. 
When Saint Pope John Paul II added the Luminous Mysteries to the Holy Rosary back around 2002, I found the Transfiguration to be one of the most difficult mysteries for me to meditate on. I knew its story, but didn't know how to relate it to my life. Years later, after dealing with some medical struggles, I realized that to experience the Transfiguration was to grasp a small sense of God's grace in my life a preview of the good things to come. But like the disciples who at the time didn't know what they were witnessing on Mount Tabor, we too need to take in the mysteries of our struggles and our blessings, because in the end, if we cooperate with God, He has a great plan to transfigure us from this mortal state. This is Matt Maloney for KnowTheFaith.net. Would you like to make your spring cleaning plans a little easier this year? Let Mater Day Radio give you a hand. If you have a car, truck, van, RV, or boat that you would like to clear out, our vehicle donation program is just the answer. You can donate your vehicle to Mater Day Radio and get a likely tax deduction in return. It's quick and easy, giving you a real jump start to your spring cleaning. Learn more about our vehicle donation program at MaterDayRadio.com. The Morning Blend, brewed in the Pacific Northwest, guaranteed fresh every day on Mater Day Radio, the station dedicated to the Blessed Virgin Mary. 725 at Mater Day Radio, leading souls to Jesus through the Blessed Virgin Mary, and Pope Francis is on the men. Good news. We'll give you his latest health update just ahead in news. And USCCB launches a new program to say, let's talk about love. I'll tell you about it coming up Isn't in that a song? news. Uh, is that where I got it from? Could be. Here's a song for you. It's Matt Redman, Bless the Lord. And we are the Morning Blend right here at Mater Day Radio. Bless the
is Matt Redman and bless the Lord. It is 7.30 right here at Mater Day Radio. Pope Francis canceled his appointments on Monday for the second time in three days because he has mild flu. But a top cardinal said the 87-year-old pontiff was already making a full recovery. Francis was forced to skip meetings on Saturday, and although he appeared in public on Sunday to deliver his weekly Angelus address, the Vatican said his Monday audiences were suspended as a precaution. Cardinal Pietro Perelin, the Vatican Secretary of State, said the Pope was fine and had gotten over his influenza. He has recovered and has resumed his normal activity, Perelin reported. Over the past few months, Pope Francis has had to cancel some activities and one international trip due to his fragile health. The United States Council of Catholic Bishops recently launched a new campaign to help people understand what love is in light of today's culture. In a USCCB press release, Bishop Robert Barron said conversations about love, marriage, sexuality, family, and the human person can be confusing and polarizing. This is why I am pleased to announce the launch of Love Means More to help bring clarity and compassion to those questions. The Love Means More campaign is centered around a website that guides readers through a series of questions and answers beginning with what is love and ending with more specific questions about topics such as unity, relationships and divorce. The website is designed to easily provide information and answers to people from all backgrounds, not just Catholics. And the initiative is still ongoing, meaning that the USCCB will continue to add more content to the website as a valuable resource for engaging in cultural conversations about love. I love that. You love love, don't you? (laughs) I do. Oregon lawmakers meeting in Salem for a 35-day legislative session have until March 10th to pass policy bills and budget adjustments, including priority measures focused on housing and Oregon's drug crisis. Hearings on major legislation, including rolling back the state's drug decriminalization law and bolstering housing production, are expected this week. The Oregon Senate last week passed legislation criminalizing drug use on public transportation. The bill now awaits vote from the Oregon House. Bills around housing and homelessness to be moved out of the Ways and Means Committee sometime later this week, and uh, they'll be voted out of that committee and onto the Senate floor. Senate Bill 1537 is Governor Tina Kotek's priority housing bill, which she announced ahead of this legislative session. The proposal would create a housing accountability and production office to support the production of new housing and allow for one-time expansion of cities' urban growth boundaries. In Vancouver, Evergreen Public Schools is planning to slash its 2024-25 budget by $20 million, according to a spokesperson for the school district district which serves east of Vancouver and unincorporated parts of southeast Clark County. School board members are scheduled to discuss the potential budget cuts at a meeting this evening. It is the third year in a row that the East Vancouver School District has faced the possibility of budget reductions. Evergreen cut almost 200 positions in close to $20 million to uh, positions to close a $20 million gap two years ago. And then last year, the district shaved another $19 million off its budget. 
It is not clear exactly which positions or programs will get cut this year, but a district spokesperson said supervisors have already spoken last week to staff who will be directly impacted. Some positions will be cut. Others will be moved into new roles. The spokesperson added but said the district can't reveal the specifics before Tuesday's meeting. In sports, the Oregon Sports Association 6A Boys Basketball State Championships get started tonight. Number one, Central Catholic takes on North Medford at 6.30 and Jesuit hosts out Eugene at 7 o'clock. On the girls' side in 6A, Sheldon is at Jesuit for a 6 o'clock contest tomorrow night. Central Catholic will travel to South Medford for a game tomorrow evening. On the 4A ranks, Marist Catholic is at Legrand for a Saturday game at 5 o'clock. And Class 2A Regis already in the state quarterfinals. They'll take on Stanfield Thursday all the way out in Pendleton. The upcoming biopic on the life of St. Francis Xavier Cabrini from Angel Studios will feature a brand new song from Andrea Bocelli sung with his daughter Virginia. In promotion for the upcoming March 8th theatrical release of Cabrini, Andrea Bocelli released a music video featuring himself and his daughter singing for the soundtrack. The song features lyrics in both Italian and English, with Andrea and Virginia taking up each language respectively. So I think, Pat, we need to hear a piece of this song. Of the song Dare to Be, Ryan Svensson, head of music for Angel Studios, expressed his thanks to Andrea and Virginia for their beautifully crafted duet. And he commented on the song Dare to Be captures the spirit of Francesca Cabrini, who spent her life bringing light and hope to those who were living on the margins. She dared to be and then, with incredible faith and tenacity, turned her dream of an empire of hope into reality. As the film is a period piece, it features beautiful costumes of the late 19th century styled the United States and Italy. So Cabrini opens on March 8th. Mm -hmm. And Pat, from what I can see, it is going to be in every major movie theater in Portland, Eugene, Salem and Vancouver. So you will not have a problem finding this movie. And so far, Rotten Tomatoes critic review 94%. So that is a big thumbs up. So I saw a long trailer for it this weekend. It looked fantastic. Mm. And the soundtrack, that's like the cherry on top of the beautiful Sunday that they created. I I can't wait to see it. It, I mean, it, it looks like a wonderful biopic well done uh, on that but the but the soundtrack the production level yeah the production level of this movie is top-notch for sure it's time to find out what's going on in our catholic community all throughout this lenten season you can participate in the spring campaign for 40 days for life which is a time of prayer and fasting to end abortion 
Join over 1 million volunteers around the world and find out how you can make a difference by visiting their website, 40daysforlife.com slash Portland. Visit our website, matradayradio.com, to find out more events in our Catholic community, and you can find that community calendar on our Hail Mary media app. Which is one of the great ways you can grow closer to Christ during this Lenten season, and maybe one of the best ways to do that is Eucharistic Adoration. It is such a powerful hour to spend with the Lord, and Sarah Montague joins us to talk all about Eucharistic Adoration just ahead after weather at Matre Day Radio. Support for Matre Day Radio comes from our Leadership Circle members, including Best Buy in Town Landscape Supply. Since 1984, Best Buy in Town has been supplying the area with landscape products and services, including bark dust blowing, rock, soil, sod, and recycler of yard debris. Located at 2200 Cornelius Pass Road in Hillsboro. Online at bestbybark.com or 503-645-6665. Blessings to you all. This is Bishop Peter Smith. Please join me in these prayers of Eucharistic revival from Our Lady of Fatima. In the name of the Father, and of the Son, and of the Holy Spirit, amen. Most Holy Trinity, Father, Son, and Holy Spirit, I adore you profoundly. I offer you the most precious body, blood, soul, and divinity of Jesus Christ present in all the tabernacles of the world, in reparation for the outrages, sacrileges, and indifference by which he is offended. And through the infinite merits of the Sacred Heart of Jesus and the Immaculate Heart of Mary, I beg of you the conversion of sinners. Amen. My God, I believe, I adore, I hope, and I love you. I beg pardon for those who do not believe, do not adore, do not hope, and do not love you. Amen. In the name of the Father, and of the Son, and of the Holy Spirit. Amen. Healthcare sharing has been around for decades and began out of the Christian tradition of neighbor helping neighbor. That's the premise Solidarity HealthShare was built on, where a nonprofit medical cost sharing ministry in which our family of members share in each other's eligible medical expenses. Solidarity HealthShare is not insurance, but an alternative way to pay for medical costs that adheres to Catholic Church teachings. We never share into medical care that goes against our morals. More information at SolidarityHealthShare.org. This is Archbishop Alexander Sample of the Archdiocese of Portland in Oregon, inviting you to join me for the Voice of the Shepherd. I always look forward to our time together to discuss issues that matter most to our families and to the Church. Catch the Voice of the Shepherd with Portland Archbishop Alexander Sample and me, Dina Marie, your host, each Tuesday night at 7.30, Saturday afternoon at 3.30, and Sunday morning at 7.30 on Mater Dei Radio, leading souls to Jesus through the Blessed Virgin Mary. 740 here at Mater Day Radio, high of 45, low of 42 today, 90% chance of precipitation, and all that's going to be rain, no more snow for the valley. That snow level goes back up to 1,900 feet. Rain through the rest of the week for the Portland metro area and the Mid-Willamette Valley. That chance of snow, however, returns again Friday night. Currently, it is 36 degrees at Queen of Peace Catholic Church down in Salem. And it's 37 at St. Henry's in Gresham. The Holy Spirit is always moving and active, but often we forget to be open to the promptings that the Holy Spirit gives. Lent is the perfect time to be more open to where the Holy Spirit is guiding us. 
This is Sarah Kinsey with Mater Day Radio, and joining me today to reflect on the action of the Holy Spirit is Sarah Montague. She is the Discipleship Coordinator at St. Rose of Lima Catholic Church here in Portland. Thank you so much for joining us this morning. Thank you for having me, Sarah. You shared with me before we started recording about your new job at St. Rose as the Discipleship Coordinator, and that the Holy Spirit really worked in a very powerful and intentional way in your life in order for you to now be in this in this new role can you share about that journey for you thank you for asking that question um it's something i've been reflecting on a lot especially as we're in lent now as you mentioned this last year for me has been a year of a lot of change a lot of big leaps um, Mm. of faith with the lord and one thing i can firmly say looking back is that I know with certainty that this year, more than any year in my life, um, which I just turned 31, so 31 short years, um, (laughs) this is the year that I know that I've walked in the Lord's will the most. Um, And it's also been a year of, like I said, a lot of change, a lot of turbulence. So to bring it back to St. Rose, in the summer, I actually discerned out of religious life. I was with an order here in Portland, a beautiful order of sisters. And after leaving the order, you know, as a time of change, there's a lot of questions, a lot of wanting to take things into your own hands and and make decisions moving forward. And um, I did do that for a couple of of months of just figuring out, you know, what is, what do I want to do for work? What do I want to go into? Um, I knew that I had a love for ministry and I already had some groups that I was volunteering my time with. Um, And so I I really did a lot of tug of war with the Lord on whether Mm. I would work in ministry and actually pursue a job in ministry, Um, had a lot of hesitations. And he made it extremely clear to me that that is where he wanted me. In about October, I I received a phone call out of the blue, which I thought was spam. And I almost ignored (laughs) it like I do with most of my calls. And I'm so glad I answered it. I felt inspired to pull over and answer my phone. Yes, I pulled over. Wow, you're safe. I'm safe, yes. Um, And it was Father Matt Libra from St. Rose of Lima. Oh, my gosh. He called me. I had never met him, never talked to him on the phone before. And he said, Sarah, I have an idea and um, I want you to be a part of it. And so that's where the conversation started. And as you said, Sarah, my my title is Discipleship Coordinator, which is, you know, really a mix of a lot of things. And I'm only a couple months in, so it's Mm -hmm. definitely a role that uh, defining it is in process. But the vision of my role is to take on a mission to rebuild the people of St. Rose of Lima in faith and to foster an encounter and an abiding friendship with Jesus Christ. Mm. Um, And so that's what I really come back to with this role and really glad that the Holy Spirit has guided me here. Wow. And so, yeah, sometimes the Holy Spirit does something so unexpected that we're not even looking for. (laughs) Absolutely. Absolutely. And he loves to create new things, too. I think that Mm. that was I was looking at some roles that I I already knew about. And Mm -hmm. um, this role, honestly, was a complete, as Father Matt called it, an adventurous role. It it was something (laughs) totally new that he wanted to to create and to to run with uh, inspiration from the Holy Spirit to him as well. Yeah. And the Holy Spirit, you know, presents that opportunity for us, but we also have to say yes. And that's, I think that can be scary for a lot of people if something new comes up and obviously with anything you have to pray about it, discern it. But a lot of times he is calling us to say yes. And that's scary though. I mean, it's, it's something new. Like you said, it's not a position that you, you know, knew a lot about or you hadn't been to the parish, right? Yeah. I'd actually, that's a great question. I had been to the parish one time. Okay. uh, So I had never met Father Matt completely completely new parish family. And that was actually a, a big fear that I had. Actually walking into my my interviews, I, I had this concern that I wouldn't be invested in this parish that I didn't know. Like I wasn't a longtime parishioner. I didn't know a lot of the families. I didn't know the staff. Mm-hmm. And St. Rose is a very multi-generational parish. There's so many families that have known each other for a long time. It's, wow. it's so warm. It's such a warm environment. 
And I could have stayed in that interview for hours. I wow. went straight to the chapel after and I was said, Lord, you have invested my heart here. Like, I just want to continue to brainstorm and to, to be in this conversation with Father Matt and our other staff members. Mm. And it was very clear to me that he was giving me his heart and his love and his intention for St. Rose. And that was really confirming, brought me a wow. lot of peace. Oh, that's just beautiful. I am speaking this morning with Sarah Montague. She is the discipleship coordinator at St. Rose of Lima Catholic Church. Now, Sarah, as you have been in this role at St. Rose now and took a big leap and uh, really felt that the Lord was calling you there, what are some of the things that you see happening at St. Rose, especially where you see the Holy Spirit really being active? I will say since I began at St. Rose, and I mean, it's not just with me. I'm sure this has been happening for many, many months before I, mm. before I got to come and start working with St. Rose. I see the Holy Spirit at work there in a very literal way. We have some different things happening, different motions, um, one of them being our Wednesday night adoration, which we had Daniel here last week sharing about, and I'll share some information about today. Sure. Um, but yeah, just really bringing St. Rose back to the basics. Um, we have a really, really strong core group there, a lot of core families who, like I mentioned, have been there for multiple generations, mm-hmm. are, are really invested. And St. Rose is really a, a parish that is um, familial. I, mm-hmm. I was sharing with somebody last night, actually, and that was the word that kept coming to mind is this familial and warm atmosphere. And I really feel like the Holy Spirit is transforming that parish. Um, wow. And I feel like the Lord really wants to do something new there. There's a lot of space for for change and mm. for intentional ministry, intentional pastoring. And Father Matt has actually gone for a couple months doing some retreat. He was in Lourdes for a little bit. Oh, wow. Um, yeah. So he's coming back in, in early April and it'll be beautiful to see what the Holy Spirit inspires in him as well. Oh, yeah. that's just great. Well, can you share a little bit just about the adoration nights that everyone is welcome to? They happen every week. Yes, absolutely. I am a huge proponent of... Adoration as frequently as you can make it. The Lord is waiting there for each of us. He's made that very clear to me every time Mm. that I walk into a moment of adoration. So we have adoration twice a week, Friday nights, which is more of a personal adoration. It's Mm -hmm. more quiet. It's from 7 to 9 p.m. Right now during Lent, we are starting that with Stations of the Cross at 7. But our Wednesday night especially is a really, really great time to come, to be filled, to have quiet time with the Lord. We have Daniel Oberuder, who is the lead singer from The Thirsting, who does beautiful praise and worship music. He leaves moments for silence, which is really nice, but there's also just a lovely background musical filling, which really just fosters a a space for prayer and a space for the Holy Spirit to be present. And one thing as a benefit that we have during Lent specifically is we do have at least one, if not two, confessors every week. Oh, great. We actually have two. Awesome. Um, So if you're looking to get into (laughs) confession, haven't been able to make it over yet, 6 to 7 p.m. this Wednesday would be a great time for you to come. I hope to make it over myself one of these days. I I know how powerful that time of prayer prayer and singing and silence can be. And um, as a musician, sometimes I like to just go and and pray myself. So hopefully I can maybe come over. Sarah, as we've been talking about this idea of the Holy Spirit, I know we're all figuring this out as we go, but if you're feeling like a tug in some Mm -hmm. way that maybe God's calling you to, to change something in your life, especially during Lent or to take on a new adventure, what's some advice you would give to someone that maybe just is trying to figure that out? That is a wonderful question and something I'm going through this Lent as well. The first word that pops into my mind is trust Mm. and trust and relationship go hand in hand. And we can't have relationship with the Lord unless we know him. 
which starts by being in front of him, mm. um, which I'm not trying to plug our adoration again, <laughs> but I really do think that time with him is the most important thing we can do for our faith life and to grow in that friendship and relationship with the Lord. And again, this is something that I am 100% working on, trying to, to have as much time with him as I can and, and grow in that trust and authenticity. One thing that my my spiritual mentor has been helping me through this Lent is making my prayer times one where I start by really examining my own heart and mm. trying to connect my heart to the heart of Jesus for the first minute or two of my prayer. Um, wow. And that really allows you to, to be united to him and to grow in that trust um, in a more authentic way. That's great advice. And I obviously I know sometimes we can't do that every day, but even even finding that prayer time and like you said, connecting your heart to the heart of Jesus, whether you can be in front of him or not. Absolutely. Yeah, definitely something if you're able to do it in your home and, and carve out a space. I live in a, a neighborhood that has a lot of trees and a lot of walking pathways. Mm. And sometimes just getting outside too for a second is, is such a great way to, to connect with him and to, to find silence. I think there's a lot of beauty, especially in Lent, making space to hear the Lord. And a lot of that is by cutting out the noise. Mm. Um, you know, for a lot of people, that's social media music, whatever, you know, sure. whatever your Lenten uh, resolutions are. But yeah, just making that space and silence for him. That's great advice. Thank you. Sarah, how do people find out more about this Wednesday Adoration Night? Yeah, there's a couple different ways to get a hold of us. Um, of course, if you come by, you can speak to somebody in the parish office. But our two routes, um, more on the social media front, we do have a text to join or text opt-in uh, for our Wednesday night specifically. And that is by texting Adore PDX to 84576. Again, that's Adore PDX to 84576. We also do have an Instagram that is St. Rose PDX. So if you have any questions or just want to keep up with the local happenings, that's a great way to do it. I will say our Wednesday nights, it is a night that we're really trying to carve out for this adoration. But as the weather gets a bit warmer, we do like to do different community events. Last summer we did Wednesday adoration and then we would take it outside for a barbecue and for an episode of The Chosen. So add that to your awesome. calendars. We'll, as the weather warms up, we'll be, be doing that. Well, we will be praying for you, for everyone at St. Rose and for everyone that comes to these events. And thank you so much for your time this morning. Thank you, Sarah. Thank you for having me. It is 7.52 here at Mater Day Radio. Pat, we hear this so often from people who call in or leave us messages. They say, you know, I was going through a really difficult time or I was trying to make a decision. I didn't know what to do. And I was in my car and I started driving and they said, Mater Day Radio was on my radio. And at that exact moment, I was listening to Catholic mm -hmm. Answers or I was listening to, uh, you know, one of our priests on an interview on the morning blend. And they said, and it was like God was speaking to me right at that moment. That's who Mater Day Radio is for so many oh, people. Yeah. And we're there and they said, we found hope. I found hope again. And so coming up, you know, with all of those discussions that we've had here at Mater Day Radio, we will be renewing your hope once again in our spring share -thon. I love that theme. Isn't that amazing? Yeah. We've just had such a wonderful time talking about it, talking to our priests who are already lining up to come on April 8th through the 12th.
That is going to be our spring share But you can help Mater Day Radio today. Perhaps something you've listened to on the radio today that spoke to your heart. You've gone to one of the adorations. You've listened to one of our Lenten series. You've listened to the Bible being read to you as you're getting ready in the morning. Mm-hmm. Won't you help Mater Day Radio continue this legacy of renewing your hope? Hopefully you have received your pre-share letter talking to you about the ways that we renew hope in the people in hearts and minds of Portland and in Southwest Washington. Can you support us and grow this matching fund? It's very easy to do. You can go online. You can fill out through the form that you got. You can use the Hail Mary media app. Those are just all ways that you can let us know through your generous donation that Matra Day Radio has been there and helped renew your hope. And then tune in to the share It's coming up April 8th through the 12th. Can't wait. Support for Mater Day Radio comes from our Leadership Circle members, including Dr. Mark Bianco Family Dentist. Dr. Bianco practices family dentistry in the neighborhood of 122nd Avenue and Stark Street in Southeast Portland. Dr. Bianco Family Dentist, online at biancodentistry.com or 503-252-1722. That's 503-252-1722. Deep Virtue with Bear Wozniak. Aloha, this is Bear Wozniak from DeepAdventure.com with this week's Deep Virtue number 77. You know, um, I'm a pilot. I can fly a small little passenger plane. You probably wouldn't want to fly it with me, uh, but I can actually do it. The FAA actually lets me fly a plane. And when I was learning to fly, uh, it's a crazy thing. There, uh, That first time that the the instructor steps out of the plane and says, go ahead and fly by yourself. It's kind of a sketchy feeling. And one of the things you have to remember when you take off is you have to reach a certain speed. It's called rotation speed. You, uh, you, know, you put your feet on the rudder pedals to kind of steer. You know, you're steering with your feet, which is crazy to begin with. And then you put that throttle all the way forward, and you're driving down this runway trying to control this plane with your feet, keeping a little bit of uh, control that way. And then when you reach a certain speed, you pull back and you... Uh, and you take off and you keep that speed. Uh, you have to have a certain rate of ascent so you don't stall and you keep your, your engine power 100% on. This is something that we need to learn as Christians. We need to have, we need to reach a certain rotation speed. Every morning as your day begins, you need to establish a rotation speed. You're getting up and you've got the whole day in front of you. But start off by getting lift off. What good is it if you're driving the rest of your day in an, in an airplane down the freeway? God's given you wings. God's given you the power of the Holy Spirit. But you need to reach rotation speed. Maybe you do that by going to Mass in the morning, or you spend time uh, doing the Liturgy of the Hours, or saying the Rosary. But every day before you start your day, about the time your feet hit the ground and you get that first cup of coffee, get your rotation speed, get liftoff uh, in the power of the Holy Spirit. This is Bear Wozniak from DeepAdventure.com with this week's Deep Virtue, number 77. Deep Virtue with Bear Wozniak. Find out more at deepadventure.com. Bringing souls to Jesus through the Blessed Virgin Mary. This is Modern Day Radio, KBVM Portland, Salem, Vancouver, KMME Cottage Grove, Eugene, Springfield, Translator K235BF, Eugene, and streaming at moderndayradio.com. 
Time and again, we hear from grateful listeners who tell us their faith lives have been nourished by Mater Day Radio. We hope these wonderful testaments to our spirit-filled broadcast never cease. You can help ensure the future of our broadcast by naming Mater Day Radio as a beneficiary in your will or other forms of estate planning. By leaving a legacy to Mater Day Radio, you are supporting a gospel message of prayer and hope heard by thousands of listeners every day. Learn more about our estate planning options at materdayradio.com. The Morning Blend, two hours a day for two times the fun. Two times the fun. On Mater Day Radio, the station dedicated to the Blessed Virgin Mary. 756 at Mater Day Radio, The Morning Blend with Brenda, Pat, and Eric. Glad to have you along for the ride. And looks like we could see a ceasefire in the Middle East. Details just ahead in news. And Pope Francis is seen giving a green card to a couple of soccer players on the field. But there's a message behind that. I'll tell you what it is coming up right after Awaken the Saint. Hey everyone, I'm Sophia with Awaken Catholic, and this is Awaken the Saint. Today we celebrate one of our amazing doctors of the church, St. Gregory of Narek. From early in his childhood, he showed great promise and interest in his studies. He excelled in the arts like music, mathematics, and literature, as well as astronomy and theology. He learned everything from his father in the abbess of the Narek Monastery in modern-day Turkey. As expected, Gregory went on to be ordained a priest in the year 977 and continued to reside in the Narek Monastery. Throughout his adulthood, Father Gregory began teaching theology at the monastery school where he quickly became a respected lecturer. It wasn't until later in life that he began his written works that would still be heavily influential in the present church. The Armenian prince approached Father Gregory with a proposed commission to write his commentary on the Song of Songs, which is entitled The Blessing of Blessings. What Father Gregory pointed to throughout his commentary is the unavoidable truth that each human person has been deeply imprinted with the love of the Father, and it cannot be suppressed. His most famous work was titled Book of Lamentations, Narek, and it is usually compared to St. Augustine's Confessions. Some describe Narek as Gregory's personal monologue as he struggles to live out his faith and his desire to reunite with God's will. It's declared one of the greatest works of Armenian literature still to this day. He continued writing poems, songs, letters, and countless other essays that are used in today's divine liturgy throughout the Armenian church. Gregory died of natural causes in 1005 at the Narek Monastery where he was laid to rest. There's definitely quite a dedicated following of St. Gregory throughout all of Armenia. So much so that the Armenian church recognized this doctor as a saint way before he was recognized by the Vatican. But still, the universal church found his writings to be heavily insightful and profound. Hence, why he was remarked as one of Our Lady's poets by St. John Paul II and declared the 36th doctor of the church by Pope Francis. St. Gregory's writings were a reflection of what was truly in his heart when addressing his relationship with God. What's truly astounding, though, about his story is although he's officially a saint of the church, he wrestled with his relationship in Christ's church throughout his entire life. In his writings, he stressed salvation through faith and divine grace alone, only later stressing the dire importance of the sacraments. We've all wrestled with our faith in the church teachings in one way or another, and if you haven't, then praise be to God. But it's more than good to truly take a look at what the faith teaches. Asking the hard questions of the soul keeps us from a lukewarm faith. 
God gave each of us free will and intelligence so that we may personally discover him in the truth found in his love. It's good to use that intelligence to ask the big questions and intentionally seek out the Lord in our lives. St. Gregory of Narek, pray for us. Thank you for tuning in to Awaken the Saint. And that is Awaken the Saint. And remember, you can find more information about the lives of the saints and also access our vast Lenten resources. All you need to do is download today the free Hail Mary media app. Details at materdayradio.com. It's eight o'clock. Last night, President Joe Biden said Israel has agreed to halt its military offensive in Gaza during the Muslim holy month of Ramadan, which begins this year on March 10th, if a hostage deal is reached in the coming days. Biden also said Monday that negotiations were going well and that he hopes a deal for a halt in fighting and the release of hostages may come as soon as the end of this weekend. The deal, which is being pushed by the U.S., Qatar, and Egypt, and being considered by Hamas, includes the release of up to 40 women and older hostages, as well as the release of up to 300 Palestinians, mostly children, women, and older people, being held in Israeli prisons. The Diocese of Oakland in California has announced that at the end of this school year, it will close two private Catholic schools in the East San Francisco Bay Area amid concerns about security and the presence of human trafficking activity in the vicinity. Catholic News Agency reports that parents at St. Anthony's Catholic School, part of Illumin Christi Academies, were informed of the decision several weeks ago. And Our Lady of Guadalupe in Fremont, founded in 1960s, also will close. In addition to security issues, the Diocese of Oakland's email stated that the reasons for the closing of the schools will include financial problems as well as outside factors such as homelessness, unemployment, and a shortage of affordable housing and presence of human trafficking activity near the school. Disunity among followers of Christ is counterproductive to the mission of witnessing the gospel message and evangelization, Cardinal Robert Sarah said at a symposium in Kenya. Cardinal Sarah, who served as prefect of the Dicastery of Divine Worship and the Discipline of the Sacraments from 2014 to 2021, urged followers of Christ in Africa to prioritize their adherence to the gospel message allowing the principles of Christian faith to trump all other identities, including tribe, nationality, race, and other affiliations. The 78-year-old Guinean-born cardinal warned that divisions leave Christians vulnerable to exploitation. If we do not strive for unity in Christ, then we're even worse off. The divisions among us, religious, ethnic, and political, are vulnerable to exploitation. They may be exploited by corrupt politicians or even foreign powers, Sarah said. The Federal Trade Commission is suing to block the proposed $24.6 billion merger of grocery store chains Albertsons and Kroger. Oregon Attorney General Ellen Rosenblum announced Monday that the nationwide lawsuit will be filed in the U.S. District Court in Portland with Oregon and eight other states joining the federal agency's complaint. Kroger announced its intention to acquire Albertsons in October of 2022. Each chain occupies a large share of the grocery store market. Albertson owns Safeway and Kroger owns Fred Meyer and QFC. 
Now, the lawsuit will argue that the proposal violates U.S. antitrust laws on the grounds that the merger would substantially reduce competition. Washington and Colorado have filed their own challenges to the merger under state antitrust laws. And Rosenblum added that if the federal lawsuit fails, Oregon could still explore filing its own state-level challenge. It's time to find out what's going on in our Catholic community. Well, this Friday is the first Friday of the month, and that's also a Friday of Lent, which you can celebrate at the Grotto. Confession is available starting at 10 o'clock. The Holy Hour of Mercy starts at 10.30. The Way of Our Sorrowful Mother and the Seven Sorrows Rosary begins at 11.30, and Mass is at noon. The Stations of the Cross are at 3 o'clock, and with a wet weather forecast, it will most likely be in the chapel. For these and more events in our Catholic community, go online, matradayradio.com, or find it on the Hail Mary Media app. And I've just gotten word that their coat collection drive that went all through this month has been wildly successful, Patrick. And I'd like to think that us promoting it so heavily had something to do with it. I heard over a thousand coats. It was a hundred coats for a hundred years, and they had over one thousand items donated. Wow! Thank you all so much for your outpouring of generosity. Incredible. That is incredible. Yeah, very, very, very fruitful in that coat drive, and then a food drive coming up next month. We've got more details coming on that, and we've got our homily highlight. Father Nathy is going to check in from Holy Redeemer Parish in Vancouver and our Parish of the Week on this Tech Tuesday coming up at 840. All that just ahead after we check weather next at Mater Dei Radio. Support for Mater Dei Radio comes from our Leadership Circle members, including Best Buy in Town Landscape Supply. Since 1984, Best Buy in Town has been supplying the area with landscape products and services, including bark dust blowing, rock, soil, sod, and recycler of yard debris. Located at 2200 Cornelius Pass Road in Hillsboro. Online at bestbuybark.com or 503-645-6665. Please join Mater Dei Radio and Franciscan missionary Sister Anne Marie Warren with the morning offering. O Jesus, through the Immaculate Heart of Mary, I offer you my prayers, works, joys, and sufferings of this day for all the intentions of your Sacred Heart in union with this holy sacrifice of the Mass throughout the world in reparation for my sins, for the intentions of all my relatives and friends, and in particular, for the intentions of the Holy Father. Amen. In name of the Father, and of the Son, and of the Holy Spirit. Amen. For more prayer resources, and to let us know how we can pray for your intentions, please visit MaterDayRadio.com. Support for Mater Day Radio comes from our Leadership Circle members, including Jeff Kane at North Point Bank in Vancouver. North Point Bank brings value to customers through client-focused home loan programs, including new construction, renovation options, financing for rental properties, and more. Learn more at northpoint.com. That's northpoint, P-O-I-N-T-E, dot com. Equal housing lender, member FDIC. Amazing parishes form the backbone of our vibrant Catholic community. 
Mater Day Radio is all set to salute these outstanding churches and their members as our Parish of the Week. Every Tech Tuesday at 840, our digital disciple Sarah Kinsey joins the Morning Blend to reveal our weekly winner. Tell us the reasons why we should recognize your parish by sending an email to info at materdayradio.com. That's info at materdayradio.com to nominate your church as our Parish of the Week. From the uplifting choirs to energetic youth groups, dedicated service ministries, and delectable potluck dinners, what are the things that make your parish family stand out? Let us know and then catch the Morning Blend on Tech Tuesdays at 840 for the big announcement. Your church could be our next Parish of the Week with a hearty tribute on the Hail Mary Media app and Mater Day Radio, the bridge between your faith and everyday life. It's 8.08 here at Mater Dei Radio, high of 45 and low of 42, 90% chance of precipitation out there. Thankfully, no snow in the forecast, though, except for the Cascade and Coast Ranges, rain through the rest of the week, except that chance of snow returns Friday night, but again, likely to not stick because it's not going to be cold enough, just wet. Currently, it is 35 degrees at Sacred Heart Catholic Church in Battleground. And 36 on the bluff at the Chapel of Christ the Teacher at the University of Portland. Need a recap of Sunday's readings? It's time for Homily Highlights on Mater Day Radio. And today's homily highlight is from our good friend, Father Thomas Nathy. He is the pastor at Holy Redeemer Catholic Church in Vancouver mountaintop experiences. In the Bible, in the Old Testament especially, but also in the New Testament, you see these um, hilltop or mountaintop experiences where people go to the top of mountains to commune with, with God. And this goes to the point where even the non-Jews will do this and the Jews will emulate the non-Jews and they will even build temples on top of mountaintops to the pagan gods, etc. And that'll cause God to be very upset. But we see just over and over, if you read the Old Testament, these mountaintop experiences. Noah, his boat lands on top of a mountain, and there is this covenant with the rainbow. Moses goes up the mountain, and he comes down with the Ten Commandments. He has an experience up there with God. Jesus today is transfigured on top of Mount Tabor, and of course Jesus will go to Zion, Mount Zion, where the city of Jerusalem is built on top of Mount Zion, and then he'll be crucified on a little hill on Mount Zion called Calvary or Golgotha. Why? What's, what's the thing with the mountaintops? Why is that important? Well, I'm not exactly sure. I don't remember reading about the significance, but there is sort of the sort of obvious thing that a mountaintop is closer to heaven, right? You're just closer to God up there. The other is, I think it has something to do with burning calories, that getting to a mountaintop requires work, some kind of sacrifice of minutes or hours of one's time, maybe the better part of a day to get to a mountaintop, depending. If you're going to Everest, it'll take days or weeks to get to the mountaintop with life-risking challenges to get there. All right, Mount Zion. Before Jesus is crucified on Mount Zion, Abraham will go there. The mountaintop that Abraham goes to to sacrifice his son Isaac is Zion. That's where Jerusalem will one day be built. 
and the very spot in which Isaac is going to crucify, or to rather not crucify, but to sacrifice his son, is actually Calvary on top of Zion. The whole thing is understood and planned by God, that the real sacrifice, the sacrifice that would truly redeem the human race, atone for the sins of humanity, isn't going to be Abraham's son. It'll be the father's son, Jesus. When Jesus goes to the top of Mount Tabor, he brings his three apostles with him. There's significance in that. When Abraham goes to the mountaintop with his son Isaac, it's just the two of them. And that's because Abraham has promised glory through his descendants, so he doesn't need any witnesses. All Abraham has to do is succeed in the challenge that's been given to him, and that is to sacrifice his son. And if he does, he'll have descendants as numerous as the stars in the sky, if he'll have that much faith in God. It's almost inconceivable that God would ask somebody to take their own child, especially if it's your only child. And remember, he was 80 years old when Isaac was born. He's not thinking he has any other chance here. Jesus' promised glory is through his church, hence bringing the apostles. You and I know about Jesus because his apostles wrote down what happened. They eventually wrote the New Testament. They compiled the Old Testament, and the Catholic Church gave us the Bible, the Word of God, God speaking to us, literally. And it's through the Catholic Church that we have all of these truths that we know that this bread and wine become the body, blood, soul, and divinity of Jesus Christ, that there is one God and three divine persons, not multiple gods, one God, but in three divine persons, Father, Son, and Holy Spirit. You can thank the Catholic Church. It's through the Church that the glory of Christ is known and our glory is found. This is really, really important for us to make that connection that Jesus brings this three apostles, and even amongst the apostles, there's this pecking order where Peter, James, and John are on three different occasions drawn out from the others and to go alone with Jesus. They'll do it again into Gethsemane, and they'll do it again at the raising of uh, the, I think it's Tabitha in one of the towns. Jesus is revealing his own glory, and it reveals the glory that is to be ours if we will emulate him, if we will follow in his footsteps in what he's doing, if we would carry our cross and journey up our own mountain, there would be glory. Abraham suffers inconceivably in carrying out what he believes will be the death of his son. That's the thing, is that the glory needs annihilation. It needs ultimately us to surrender to what appears to be diabolical evil, surrender to the complete annihilation of ourself with nothing to follow, the dark night, the dark night of faith, which exceedingly few human beings will pass through that on earth. All the rest who make it into the beatific vision will pass through it in purgatory. But these precious few will pass through a crisis in faith that's inconceivable, and even the angels did themselves, the good angels. Jesus will suffer inconceivably in mounting Calvary, 
We know before he even begins his journey, he's sweating blood in the Garden of Gethsemane. He's taking on all of the sins of all of the human race from the dawn of Adam and Eve and touching that one forbidden fruit of which they would never sin again to the most diabolical human beings who've ever lived or will ever live. Jesus sees all because he's God and is infinite and takes all of that sin and evil unto himself. And now he has to complete his mission. He has to go into the night to be arrested and be maltreated without any, without the nourishment he needs, without the water that he needs to have his flesh torn off his back with that lashing to be crowned with thorns, to be mocked and jeered, and to finally be crucified. But if he'd go through it, he would reveal the true glory of God, which is inconceivable because we can't conceive infinity. Infinity, there's nothing that we can conceive of that can begin to capture infinity. His glory is simply infinite. And we get to see some of it on the top of Tabor we get to see some of it when Jesus ascends into heaven. But what Tabor is communicating to these apostles is, A, Jesus is divine. There's glory in him. And they're going to need to know that because they're going to see Jesus get, get crucified. They need to have faith in him. And so Jesus is going to show him his cards so that they'll have this faith that will get them through. But what's implicitly understood is that if I follow in his steps, I too will have the glory that Peter, James, and John have witnessed on the top of Mount Tabor. So it gets back to our suffering, which is really super hard. I'm not soft-selling it at all. Suffering is hard. It's very hard. When we suffer, we naturally think something is wrong. I'm, I'm suffering, therefore something's wrong. Well, the reality is there's nothing wrong. We suffer all the time. Some people suffer in the womb, and then we all suffered when we were born. And at that time, I mean, imagine what it would be like now if, if any of you were to jump off a tall bridge and smack into the water below and how jarring that would be to your body. If it was ice cold water too, and the None of you even want to get into a cold bathtub, let alone a freezing cold river or lake. No, when those little nine-month-olds are born, it's traumatizing to every one of us. By the grace of God, we forget. But then we'll keep suffering all throughout our lives. And we just naturally think there's something wrong here. But the thing that's wrong is that we had sinned and that suffering is now part of the human race and that we recognize in our DNA that that we should have never have suffered. And it was right, we shouldn't have suffered, except for sin. And now we will until we pass into the beatific vision, and then there will never be suffering again. And again, our DNA is telling us that one day we'll escape it, it'll be gone. But in the meantime, there is suffering, and righteous suffering, suffering that's done for love of God and love of neighbor. You do it when you worry about your loved ones. You do it when you worry about yourself and whether or not you can continue on or fulfill your responsibilities, etc. But do any of us see ourselves as the victim? Do any of us see ourselves as 
needing to be the sacrifice. Somebody needs to be the sacrifice. In this case, we'd say, well, Isaac was going to be the sacrifice, but the real sacrifice was Abraham. The real sacrifice was Abraham. If Isaac's life would have been taken, it would have been traumatizing for those minutes, maybe, of his father taking his life. Maybe it would have been minutes, maybe less than a minute. But for Abraham, it would have been a lifetime of crucifixion if he would have actually had to have done it. Abraham was the true offering. Far greater suffering for Abraham if he would have had to have carried it out. But then there was terrific suffering for him to even take his son to the top of Zion. And then, of course, there was Jesus' suffering of all the sins of all the world to be the sacrifice that would redeem the human race. Billions upon billions upon billions of human beings not even yet created. He would have to be the sacrifice for them. If our suffering is united to God, is given to Jesus, Jesus, don't take away my suffering. I mean, if it's your will, take it away, but, but rather give me the strength. Give me the strength to carry my cross, to climb up my mountain, to reach my mountaintop, to commune with you. Give me the strength. Give me the faith. And I know that in the end, you'll give me glory. But in this life and the here below, give me the strength while I live on earth to carry the cross that you've given me, to climb the mountain, to reach the top, to give you what it is that you created me for. And that is today's homily highlight from Father Thomas Nathy, pastor at Holy Redeemer Catholic Church in Vancouver. Now you can listen to that homily again or any more of our great locally produced shows and podcasts. Just go to materdayradio.com. You'll also have access to all of those on the Hail Mary media app. Support for Mater Dei Radio comes from our Leadership Circle members, including Dr. Mark Bianco, family dentist. Dr. Bianco practices family dentistry in the neighborhood of 122nd Avenue and Stark Street in Southeast Portland. Dr. Bianco Family Dentist, online at biancodentistry.com or 503-252-1722. That's 503-252-1722. In the Lenten season, the Catholic Church invites us to prepare for the celebration of Easter Sunday of the Resurrection of the Lord. This period of prayer, fasting, and almsgiving allows us to imitate Christ during the 40 days He spent fasting and praying in the wilderness. Hi, this is Dina Marie of Faith Moments, and I'd like to invite you to a Lenten day retreat at the Grotto Conference Center, Friday, March 15th, from 9.30 a.m. to 1.30 p.m. on the theme, Behold the Lamb of God. This retreat features two conference talks, small group discussion, rosary and mass in the Chapel of Mary, time to explore the grotto grounds, and luncheon fellowship following mass. For more information and to register for this Lenten Day retreat, visit my website at dinamarie.org. That's dinamarie.org. Monterey Radio's Leadership Circle connects through all source communications. 
Is a technology upgrade in your company's future? All Source Communications is an independent local telecom brokerage specializing in internet and phone systems. Connect today at allsourcecommunications.com. That's allsourcecommunications.com or call 503-967-4887 for All Source Communications, connecting Monterey Radio's leadership circle. Are you searching for stories of how God is transforming lives in profound and creative ways? Do you want to be inspired to join the mission of evangelization? I'm Miriam Marston, host of Blazing the Trail, and each week through interviews, scripture, and song, we explore what it looks like to share the gospel with courage and hope. Please join me on Wednesdays and Sundays at 7.30 p.m. right here on Mater Day Radio or anytime on materdayradio.com or the Hail Mary Media app. The Morning Blend, brewed in the Pacific Northwest, guaranteed fresh every day on Mater Day Radio, the station dedicated to the Blessed Virgin Mary. 824 at Mater Day Radio on this Tech Tuesday, and that means Parish of the Week coming up at 840. Who's it going to be this time around? Well, we'll find out. Plus, in news, Pope Francis feeling much better. That's wonderful to hear. Look forward to that update. And the USCCB says love means more. They've got a website to tell you about it. I'll tell you what that website is coming up right after this. It is Lenten Music by the Thirsting. Come hold my son. And we are the Morning Blend right here at Mater Day Radio, the bridge between your faith and everyday life. A cold night in Bethlehem No fire to warm her hands She gives birth to the Word made flesh The bread of life she puts in a manger
watches him nail into a tree. The child she bore grass for A loud cry and her heart is pierced. The child she held has gone from her. His body hangs without life. They take him down from the tree. Lenten music for you by the thirsting that is come hold my son. It is 830 right here at Mater Day Radio. Pope Francis has canceled his appointments on Monday for the second time in three days because he has mild flu. But a top cardinal said the 87-year-old pontiff was already making a full recovery. Francis was forced to skip meetings on Saturday, and although he appeared in public on Sunday to deliver his weekly Angelus address, the Vatican said his Monday audiences were suspended as a precaution. Cardinal Pietro Perelin, the Vatican Secretary of State, said the Pope was fine and got over his influenza. He has recovered and has resumed his normal activity, Perelin reported. Over the past few months, Francis has had to cancel some activities and one international trip due to his fragile health. The United States Council of Catholic Bishops recently launched a new campaign to help people understand that love is in light of today's culture. In a USCCB press release, Bishop Robert Barron said conversations about love, marriage, sexuality, family, and the human person can be confusing and polarizing. This is why I am pleased to announce the launch of Love Means More to help bring clarity and compassion to those questions. The Love Means More campaign is centered around a website that guides readers through a series of questions and answers, beginning with what is love and ending with more specific questions about topics such as unity, relationships and divorce. The website is designed to easily provide information and answers to all people from all backgrounds, not just Catholics. The initiative is still ongoing, meaning that the USCCB will continue to add more content to the website as a valuable resource for engaging in cultural conversations about love. Last night, U.S. President Joe Biden said Israel has agreed to halt its military offensive in Gaza during the Muslim holy month of Ramadan, which starts this year on March the 10th, if a hostage deal is reached in the coming days. Biden also said Monday that negotiations were going well and that he hopes for a deal to halt the fighting and release of hostages may come as soon as the end of this weekend. 
The deal, which is being pushed by the U.S., Qatar, and Egypt, and being considered by Hamas, includes the release of up to 40 women and older hostages, as well as the release of up to 300 Palestinians, mostly children, women, and older people, being held in Israeli prisons. Evergreen Public Schools is planning to slash its 2024-25 budget by $20 million, according to a spokesperson for the school district, which serves East Vancouver and unincorporated parts of Southeast Clark County. School board members are scheduled to discuss the potential budget cuts at a meeting on Tuesday. It's the third year in a row that the East Vancouver School District has faced the possibility of budget reductions. Evergreen cut almost 200 positions and close to $20 million gap two years ago. And then last year, the district shaved another $19 million off its budget. It's still not clear exactly which positions or programs will get cut, but a district spokesperson said supervisors have already spoken last week to staff who will be directly impacted. Some staff positions will be cut and others will be moved to new roles, but the district said they can't reveal the specifics before today's meeting. And in sports, the OSAA 6A Boys Basketball State Championships get started tonight as number one Central Catholic host North Medford for a 6 o'clock tip-off. Also, South Eugene is at number eight Jesuit for a 7 o'clock game tonight. On the girls' side in 6A, Sheldon is at Jesuit for a 6 o'clock contest tomorrow, while Central Catholic travels to South Medford for a 6.30 game tomorrow evening. On the 4A ranks, Marist Catholic is at LeGrand Saturday at 5 o'clock. And in the 2A ranks, Regis has already reached the quarterfinals. They'll take on Stanfield out in Pendleton on Thursday evening at 5 o'clock. The upcoming biopic on the life of St. Francis Xavier Cabrini from Angel Studios will feature a brand new song from Andrea Bocelli sung with his daughter, Virginia. In promotion for the upcoming March 8th theatrical release of Cabrini, Andrea Bocelli has released a music video that features himself and his daughter singing the soundtrack. Now, the song features lyrics in both Italian and English with Andrea and Virginia taking up each language. Now, I think it's important we need to hear a piece of this song ourselves. The song is Dare to Be. Ryan Svensson, head of music for Angel Studios, expressed his thanks to Andrea and Virginia for their beautifully crafted duet. Obviously, talent runs in that family. So Dare to Be captures the spirit of Frances Cabrini, who spent her life bringing light and hope to those who were living on the margins. Now, this is a period piece, and the costuming, they say, is incredible for the late 19th century styles of the United States and in Italy. So Cabrini hits theaters on March 8th, and from what I can see, all of the major theaters around Portland, Eugene, Salem, and in Vancouver, they are all going to be premiering this movie 
94% it's already getting on Rotten Tomatoes wow. from critics. So this is one I think I want to see in the theater for sure. Get your popcorn ready. Okay. It's time to find out what's going on in our Catholic community. Well, every Thursday, including this Thursday, is time to spend in front of the Blessed Sacrament at our cathedral in downtown Portland. It's Thursday Adoration, and once again this Thursday, you can go there at any time that you would like for as long as you need to in order to adore our Lord and Savior truly present in the Blessed Sacrament. For these and more events in our Catholic community, go online, materdayradio.com, or find our entire community calendar on the Hail Mary Media app. Well, it is Tech Tuesday. You know what that means. Sarah Kinsey's here and our Parish of the Week, brand new Parish of the Week. Who's it going to be, Brenda? <gasps> Who? I, mm-hmm. I don't know. We'll find out just ahead after we check that rainy weather forecast at Mater Dei Radio. Support for Mater Dei Radio comes from our Leadership Circle members, including Best Buy in Town Landscape Supply. Since 1984, Best Buy in Town has been supplying the area with landscape products and services, including bark dust blowing, rock, soil, sod, and recycler of yard debris. Located at 2200 Cornelius Pass Road in Hillsboro. Online at bestbuybark.com or 503-645-6665. Christopher Minutes, thoughts on making every day count. I'm Tony Rossi. While volunteering at a nursing home, 27-year-old Beth Regan noticed the beautiful relationship between World War II veteran Bob Graham and his wife Rosie. Regan told CBS News that when Rosie was unable to hold utensils anymore, Bob would feed her first before he ate himself. When Rosie passed away, Regan continued to visit Bob. Then, two years later, at age 97, he passed away as well. Worried that few people would attend his funeral, Regan used social media to invite people to honor Bob at St. Elizabeth Ann Seton Church in Westchester, New York. Regan was stunned when hundreds of people showed up to give him a hero's funeral. She said, the outpouring of love is incredible. This message was brought to you by the Christophers. Thanks for listening, and remember that it's better to light one candle than to curse the darkness. Gibran Zogby's State Farm Agency in Hillsboro is a proud member of Mater Dei Radio's Leadership Circle, offering coverage in Oregon, Washington, and Idaho with personal service, claims, and 24-7 assistance. Gibran's team will take the time to understand your situation and choose coverages just for you. Reach Gibran's office at gnzinsurance.com or 503-649-9514. Gibran Zogby's State Farm Agency in Hillsboro at gnzinsurance.com. One of the many ways you can help Mater Day Radio is by supporting our Leadership Circle members. These are businesses and organizations whose names you hear on the air every day. They believe in our mission of providing the region with positive Catholic radio programs. Our Leadership Circle members keep our broadcast strong through their financial generosity. How can you find out more about our Leadership Circle members? Go to our website at materdayradio.com and click on the Get Involved menu. You'll be learning about a great group of people. 839 here at Mater Day Radio, high of 45 and low of 42, 90% chance of precipitation as the day goes on. The snow level is going back up to 1,900 feet, so it's just going to be rain for us, rain through the rest of the week until Friday night. There might be another chance for snow. Looking at the National Weather Service map, 
the Portland metro area and the valley are surrounded by a warning for the Cascade and Coast Ranges. They're going to get inundated with snow. So be careful if you're going through the mountains. That's going to be our summer water right there that's coming down in the mountains. So, oh, yeah. It's uh, going to keep thankful. us safe from drought. That's right. We are hopeful for that. Currently, it is 38 degrees at Seton Catholic High School in Vancouver. And it's 38 at St. Paul Parish and School in Eugene. I tell you, boy, we have had such a great time with the Parish of the Week uh-huh. segment. Sarah is just getting her things together. She is heading into the studio now to tell us who this week's Parish of the Week is. So, uh, again, a wonderful uh, opportunity to highlight uh, our previous Parish of the Week and all of our Parish previous. Uh, previous. So uh, thank you so much for that. And we ask uh, our listeners, if you go to an amazing parish, to let us know, nominate your parish by sending us an email and Sarah is joining us to tell us that somebody nominated this week's parish of the week good morning Sarah thanks for joining us in studio today good morning yes we've been getting a few nominations which is very exciting and we had a, a very special nomination made by somebody who, who's near and dear to us. Yes. Uh, so I guess I'll share the name of the parish first. <laughs> okay. Okay. Let's do that. Ooh, All right. Who is it? Who is it? Who is so, it? So this week we are highlighting uh, Visitation Parish, yeah. Visitation of the Blessed Virgin Mary out in Verbort or Forest Grove, Oregon. So congratulations to Visitation. And Sister Krista was the one that... Uh, reached out and and was just so excited to nominate them. She had so many great things to say um, just about the parish and the school. And so uh, really excited about highlighting this. Yeah. In fact, here's Here Sister she is Krista. Now. I was excited to um, nominate them as parish for the week because uh, it happens to be the first mission that the Sisters of St. Mary of Oregon ha- established in 1891 and our sisters have lived or taught there in the parish for most of the years since the founding of the school. And currently, we have Sister Juana Gutierrez teaching primary at Visitation School. I'm also excited about Carol Funk, the principal of the school, the great job that she's done raising funds to build a new school, which, and is, they're almost ready to open the new gymnasium. So Carol grew up in the area. She's really connected to the people, and I think she's doing a super job. And then I have to, I have to put a plug in for Father Michael Vuki, who's a graduate of Valley Catholic Grade School and a very hardworking priest who is overseeing three parishes and two schools. That's amazing. So I am really proud of the great job the Visitation Parish and School are doing in their community, and the spirited and energetic people who are making it happen. Oh, thank you so much, Sister Krista. She heard us launch this program, and I think with right away, she sent us a great email. So, Sister, we are glad to honor your nomination and have visitation as the Parish of the Week. Yes, and you know, there's so many great things about that parish. Mm-hmm. I, I actually didn't know a whole lot about it, um, which is one fun thing for me is every week when I'm preparing all of our materials for Parish of the Week, I get to learn about a new parish, and um, just... It, she mentioned the Sisters of St. Mary of Oregon. Um, that was their first mission parish. But I, I learned 
more about just the founding of the parish. It was um, several Dutch families that all moved together. They had come uh, from Holland. They lived in Wisconsin for like a couple of decades. Then they moved out here and actually um, there was a there was actually like a priest in like one of the children had become a priest, was able to transfer. Um, and, and so just this crazy story of they um, the, these families moved out here and they um, just built built a kind of a rudimentary uh, church schoolhouse and then over time you know it's developed and mm-hmm. and the sisters of saint mary uh came and just just really amazing that um that they have been just a, here in this part of um oregon for for a very long time they first um came here in 1875 that's when they founded that wow, community wow, and yeah. they called itself the catholic colony of forest grove <laughs> oh. and it was called that for a while and then a little bit later after uh, the verbort family which was a priest was part of um after they passed away that's actually when the town was renamed oh that is so verbort. cool so, yeah it, now, now when i think verbort though there's there's one thing that dominates my thoughts yes <laughs> I, I think I know. food always dominates i have, I your have a guess what it might be uh yes uh patrick would it happen to be uh their their sausage and it, sauerkraut dinner it, every it, it year? might be yes yeah <laughs> yeah that's pretty cool too you know that's been around for i think they're going to celebrate um 89 years this wow. year or oh or maybe maybe even uh i think it even might be 90 years this year um so yeah they they do sausage sauerkraut applesauce apple yeah um, and they those are made by their volunteers and and those families that have been in that community for 150 Th- plus those years. smokers are huge oh really okay. i mean they are gigantic they, and they must and, be I, I yeah. mean, ton, tons of sausage we're, we're, right. Yeah, it's not just you know, a few links oh, here and right. there. Literally. It's, it's, it's tons. It's 14 to 16 tons. Wow. Here. Really? Yes. Oh, my goodness. They started out with just under 200 pounds. That was the first one that I, that in uh, <laughs> 1934. <laughs> and then, yeah, now 14 to 16 pounds. They, sell, they serve about 8,000 dinners. Um, oh my! So that's the first weekend in November. About a um, quarter of them go in this. <laughs> <laughs> yeah. So I, I'm really I have never actually been there. So I really want to go this year. I mean, I got my German roots. I like a good sauerkraut. It's and a sausage. blast. It's <laughs> a blast. Yeah. yeah. Wow. But they have they have a lot of great traditions. They have that uh, every November. Actually, this weekend uh, they have an annual parish rummage sale. So um, it's always the first weekend of March. Uh, it's all weekend long. Um, they have a parish picnic in july they have a lot of parish activities they have a school that's also super active i like sister krista mentioned and so they just got a lot of great stuff going on out there so i i really want to go visit now oh you gotta go oh yeah yeah Yeah. i'm ready that's really cool and you know as a big history buff and you know a catholic it's really really cool to see kind of that rich history and how beautifully that intertwines with kind of handing down the faith Mm -hmm. and those traditions and they continue to be strong almost 90 years now now yeah. with the sausage and just as long if not longer of you know attending mass every sunday mm-hmm. and you know having just that family connection to yeah. the area and the catholic church it's it's beautiful you love to see it i was so out happy there for christmas that. a few years ago uh, okay and the way they decorate the the, the church and, mm-hmm. and the way the community comes together oh, very very, cool. it's a very special place oh, that's it really great is. yeah i love that 
Oh, well, Sarah, I just think that you and I need to put together a fact-finding mission. Come fall again, and and we'll do do another one of our video (laughs) posts or something like that. Sarah Kenzie is joining us today with a Tech Tuesday. Sarah is our digital media manager here at Mater Day Radio. So our Parish of the Week, we will be talking about here on the Morning Blend throughout the week, visitation out in, I get, you said Forest Grove or Verbort? Well, it, it it's kind of sounds like Bob. Yeah, yeah. It's Forest okay. Grove parentheses Verbort. That's the official thing on their okay. website. So All we'll go right. with that. Play it safe. Go with the official. <laughs> go yeah. with them. Well, you know what else we should go with? We should go with Rome. Because along oh. with our uh, pre, or our, our announcement of Parish of the Week and information you'll be finding, you'll also be getting an email this afternoon from Monster Day Radio. We're highlighting two trips to Rome wow. this year. Abbot Jeremy and Deacon mm-hmm. Justin, Sarah, tell us. That's right. So first of all, um, Abbot Jeremy from Mount Angel Abbey um, was recently in Rome. He was a presenter, actually, at the plenary assembly for the Dicastery of Divine Worship. So uh, very important. And Pat, you had a great conversation yeah, met with, with the Holy Father while he was oh, there. Oh, yeah. yeah. It's, it's amazing. So it was so cool to hear about the, the trip in general um, and his connection to Rome, his many years of teaching there. Uh, but also, you know, he kind of gave a little mini lesson on the liturgy and Mm. and he's so good at explaining that i think for for all of us so i really encourage you to go listen he just kind of helps you approach it in the right way um and then second of all we had another interview with deacon justin echeverria who is studying in rome right now and we kind of got an update from him but especially talked about some of the lenten um traditions that they do. And I really uh, loved him describing going to different churches early in the morning. It's a tradition that they have uh, dating back to the time when uh, Christianity was illegal and uh, uh, Christians were being persecuted. And um, and so they go to different parishes or different churches, I guess, in in the early mornings to celebrate mass. So a lot of great things just to to kind of bring it all back to, to Rome, you know, really the the from Verbort to Rome. Yeah. I've heard I like all it. roads lead there, <laughs> yeah. so that's really cool. <laughs> that's convenient that way. Now, Patrick, what I really appreciate about is these uh, highlights that we we send out because we have the podcast and the recording of it. I need to listen again to Abbot Jeremy because his discussion was so deep yeah. and so profound that you, you, you need a little bit of time to really absorb what he was saying. We're formed in the liturgy and from the liturgy, and there's a difference. And, and it has to do with becoming mystagogues. So okay. find out what that means. And <laughs> actually, it's not as intimidating no, as it sounds, no. but it's beautiful. And I just love that interview. And, you know, it's just one of the ways we can really go deep in our faith during this Lenten season. You've got some great Lenten resources. The Made for Heaven series with Father Tino. Yes. Wow. <laughs> I, I'm really loving that. Yeah. So that that series is coming out every week. It's a multimedia series this year. So there's there's audio, there's video, there's artwork. Um, and so we have all that on our app. Yeah. Um, and so, yeah, Father Augustino does such a wonderful job. Um, and that's free for all of our listeners on the Hail Mary Media app. We have a whole list of uh, other you know prayers you can do. You can sign up for reminders. A lot of people, a lot of you have signed up for reminders. Um, so that's really fun to see how many people, you know, I say, I want to listen to this prayer every day and, and stuff like that. And then just, you can listen back to, um, to different interviews and episodes that has to do with Lent. So, uh, maybe, you know, you're feeling like, okay, it's been a few weeks. I need a little, you know, inspiration to keep going. So, um, go check out our, our Lenten resources.
For sure. Well, Sarah, thanks again so much for another fabulous Tech Tuesday. Of course, while you're online, check out our community calendar, too, that you have access to. Deb's pick of the week is Together We Advocate Oregon Right to Life Conference. And you're going to find all the details on that on the community calendar. Deborah's got it filled up. You're also going to have access to it on the Hail Mary media app. With that integrated map system, going to get you right to where you need to be. Sarah, thanks again so much. Another fantastic Tech Tuesday. Thank you. And congratulations once again to Visitation in Verbort. Support for Matre Radio comes from our Leadership Circle members, including Dr. Mark Bianco, Family Dentist. Dr. Bianco practices family dentistry in the neighborhood of 122nd Avenue and Stark Street in Southeast Portland. Dr. Bianco Family Dentist, online at biancodentistry.com or 503-252-1722. That's 503-252-1722. Greetings and blessings to all of you listening to Mater Day Radio. Join me, Father Gabriel Mosier, and other listeners of Mater Day Radio as we pray the Memorare. Remember, O most gracious Virgin Mary, that never was it known that anyone who fled to thy protection, implored thy help, or sought thy intercession was left unaided. Inspired by this confidence, I fly unto thee, O Virgin of virgins, my mother. To thee do I come, before thee I stand, sinful and sorrowful. O Mother of the Word incarnate, Despise not my petitions, but in thy mercy, hear and answer me. Amen. For more prayer resources and to let us know how we can pray for your intentions, please visit materdayradio.com. Holy Family Catholic Clinic is a proud member of Mater Dei Radio's Leadership Circle. Located at 21810 Willamette Drive in West Lynn, Holy Family Catholic Clinic is Christ-centered and provides superior, compassionate, life-affirming health care to patients of all ages. Holy Family Catholic Clinic offers medical services that are in adherence to Catholic moral teaching and bioethics, honoring the sanctity of life from conception to natural death. Learn more at holyfamilyclinic.com. That's holyfamilyclinic.com. This is Dina Marie, host of The Voice of the Shepherd, inviting you to join me on my weekly podcast, Faith Moments with Dina Marie, where I proclaim and ponder the Sunday Mass readings, a perfect way to enhance your study of sacred scripture. My Faith Moments podcast is found on your favorite podcast platform or on the Hail Mary Media app. It's easy to download and absolutely free. Check it out today. The Faith Moments with Dina Marie podcast made available thanks to Mater Dei Radio, the bridge between your faith and everyday life. It's good to the very last drop. The Morning Blend on Mater Day Radio. Leading souls to Jesus through the Blessed Virgin Mary. 854 at Mater Day Radio, the bridge between your faith and everyday life. 90% chance of rain today, high headed up to only 43 today. And that snow level keeps rising from 1,700 feet to 1,900 feet, but lots of snow in the passes. So be careful if you're traveling through there. Low tonight down to 41. We'll keep that rain chance at 1%. 100% over Now that's a sure thing. <laughs> yeah, it's going to be raining pretty well everywhere. At least it's not snowing. And right now with a few sprinkles here and there, it's 37 in Puddletown. And closing out our show today, it's PJ Anderson 
and rise. We are the Morning Blend right here at Mater Day Radio, the bridge between your faith and everyday life. Pat and Eric and PJ Anderson, we will rise. It's 859. 
What a day! Oh my god! Congratulations, gosh. Visitation Catholic Church in Verbort, our parish of the week. Putting oh. us all in the mood for a sausage dinner. Man, I'm, I'm hungry. I really I am. I am feeling very hungry oh. this morning. And thank you to Sister Krista for that fabulous nomination. Mm-hmm. So remember, if you have a fabulous parish that you go to, which I'm pretty sure you do, please let us know and nominate them for Parish of the Week. We'll be talking about visitation all week long. So again, great, great community out there as well. That's going to wrap it up for us on the morning blend. Voice of the Shepherd coming on this evening at 730. Great Catholic programming till then.